Hey friends, it's Martin here from Dad's Bedtime Stories. And tonight we're going to do an episode suggested by someone named Cruz, I think. Uh, Cruz wrote in a review on Apple Podcasts. And to be clear, I don't always see reviews um, because Apple's like one of the only ones I can easily check them on. But I did see this one and he was asking for an episode basically with Rex on the unicorn planet um, and other wizards your age. So we're bringing back Rex. We're bringing back the unicorn planet and we're going to see what happens. And for those of you who uh, haven't listened a lot, basically all you really need to know is uh, you're a kid, you got a magic spaceship, or in this case, uh, for some reason you have magic powers, because a while ago I did an episode that probably should have been a standalone episode, where you get magic powers that are almost entirely based around belief. When you believe things can happen, and truly, truly believe they can happen, then they can. You want to know something else? I'm actually uh, starting to lose track of episodes here. People are writing in asking me about things that I forgot happened in past episodes. We're up, uh, we're almost at 200 episodes just in the spaceship series alone. I'll have to look this one up, but I think it's uh, 188 or 189. And uh, if, if someone out there is a computer genius and you want to start a wiki or something, that that would help me keep track of all this because I am losing track quickly. But on to the story. It's time to close your eyes, get as comfy as you can in those beds, and imagine yourself doing what the kid in the story does. Imagine yourself waking up in your own bed. You get up and stretch. Good morning, spaceship, you say. Good morning, spaceship replies. What do you want to do today, you ask? Unfortunately, today I must do some personal maintenance, Spaceship explains. What do you mean, personal maintenance, you ask? Once per year, I must go into a magical maintenance cycle. I will be unavailable, Spaceship says. Uh, okay, I guess I'll find something else to do then. You reply. You spend the morning doing your normal breakfast things. Getting up, getting dressed, all that sort of stuff. And then you hear something strange inside your head. Huh? What's that? A voice? It is Rainbow Dash, the voice in your head says. Rainbow Dash? Like the unicorn from Unicorn Planet, you ask? Yes, Rainbow Dash replies. The unicorn planet is under attack. We need your help. Um, I don't know if I can help. My spaceship is in maintenance mode of some kind. Just then... You see your magic staff leaning against your wall. And you remember... I have magic powers. Uh, Maybe I can help, you reply. I'll be right there. You run to your wall and grab the wooden staff. Now, the staff itself isn't strictly necessary for magic creation, but it does help you focus your magic and, you know any particular way. You walk outside with the staff and you go to your front yard where you and Spaceship built a large shed to house a portal. You open up the shed door and inside you find a large circular portal. To the left of the portal is a little screen. You go up to the screen and you begin pressing buttons flipping through different options until you find the option for the unicorn planet. You select the option for the planet, and soon the portal lights up a bright blue color that looks almost like flowing water. You step inside the portal, and you find yourself flying through a large wormhole tunnel, shifting left and right and up and down, 
until you shoot out the other side. You find yourself standing on the unicorn planet, just outside the portal you placed there a long time ago. And something strange seems to be happening. In the distance, you can see a huge robot shooting lasers left and right towards the unicorn village, destroying all of the unicorn's things. Oh no, you say. Just then, an old friend appears, Rainbow Dash, along with her friend Starlight. Thank you for coming, they say, telepathically, of course. Uh, What's going on? you ask. An intruder is trying to destroy our planet. He calls himself Rex, and he seems to be some sort of evolved dinosaur. Oh no, not Rex. You know him? Rainbow Dash asks. Know him? Oh, we've met before, you explain. Don't worry, I'll stop him. But come to think of it, why can't you guys stop him? Don't you have, like, unicorn magic and stuff like that? You ask. Yes. The robot seems to have some sort of magical deflection device, Rainbow Dash explains magical deflection device? I don't know about that. Well, maybe my magic will still work against it, you think. You grab the staff firmly in your hands, slam it down on the ground, and you close your eyes. You begin to focus on your breath, centering yourself. And once you're focused, You try to bring all of your attention to happy thoughts. Thoughts that allow you to relax and smile. And as you let those thoughts and feelings rush through your body, you feel a surge of energy. You feel the feeling that you can do almost anything. You open your eyes and you immediately begin to float up in the air powered by your own magic. You fly directly out towards Rex. I'm not going to let you destroy the unicorn planet, you tell Rex. Oh, Rex says back through a speaker on the robot. I'd like to see you try. You focus all of your energy into your staff, imagining it producing a huge bolt of lightning. Then... You release the lightning through your arms, through your staff, and out towards Rex, where it immediately just kind of fizzles out and nothing happens. Huh? You say? I see you've noticed my disbelief deflection device, Rex says back. You see, I've discovered that magic is powered by belief. So, I created a device that would, well, disbelieve things. As much as you believe that you can shoot lightning, it believes that you can't. I've programmed it that way. It has more belief than any person, any wizard, or any unicorn could ever have. Not sure you believe, Rex. You try once again. You focus inward. You let the happy thoughts rush through your body, and you imagine a huge windstorm spinning around in the air. You begin using your staff like a stir stick, spinning it around above your head. But none of the air begins to follow it. Nothing happens at all. And that's when you realize that if you don't have magic, you shouldn't be able to fly. You immediately begin to fall. Luckily, Starlight jumps underneath you, 
catching you easily and runs you off towards the side. Okay, Starlight, we need another plan. Let's get away from here for a second. Starlight runs as quickly as she can away from the giant robot, and Rainbow Dash joins you. You find a little hidden area behind a huge cliff, and you, Rainbow Dash, and Starlight sit down to try to plan. All right, he has some sort of device that stops our magic, something that disbelieves that we can do magic. I don't know how we fight that. What about the power of collective belief? Rainbow Dash suggests. Um, What do you mean, you ask? If a lot of us believe in something, maybe we can overpower it, Rainbow Dash suggests. That's a great idea. Uh, First, we're going to need some friends, you realize. Hoping that you're far enough away from Rex and his disbelief deflector, you close your eyes and hold on to your staff. You relax your shoulders and your arms and your legs, and you focus on a place that makes you happy. And once that feeling and that memory of happiness passes through your body, you use it to amplify your thoughts. You begin putting out into the universe a need for help, a need for others like you who can help you defeat this crazy, evil dinosaur scientist guy who keeps following you around everywhere. And as you focus, you feel your mind connect with others. Others with magical powers from all over the universe. First you feel a single connection. And then another, and another, and another, and another. Until no fewer than ten connections have been made to different wizards from different worlds. Next, you begin to focus on the wizards being here instead of there, or wherever they are. And together, you feel your belief mix with theirs, your magic mix with theirs. A huge surge of power rushes through you, through your staff producing a bright yellow light that shoots out and creates a large portal. And one by one, the different friends from all across the universe begin to step out of the portal. Each of them seems to be about your age, each of them holding a staff. And while each looks different, you feel some sort of kinship to them, some sort of connection. You quickly explain to the other wizards about Rex and his disbelief deflector. The others seem worried at first, but you all decide that together, your belief should be able to overpower Rex. The other wizards step around you in a large circle. Each of them places their staff on the ground, and you do the same. Each wizard focuses inward and projects their power onto you, their belief onto you. You first feel a connection to one with a strange shiver that runs through your spine, and another and another and another, until you feel a connection to all of them. A large ball of light begins to form around you and expands to the other wizards standing around you. You feel a huge surge of power rush through you, a surge of absolute certainty that magic exists. In fact, it's never felt so easy to wield it. You feel like you can manipulate the very essence of the world itself, change the dirt and anything you want call forth any element from thin air. 
It feels like reality is completely malleable. You can change it to be whatever you want it to be. Under this new found sense of power, you and the other wizards inside the giant ball of light float up high in the sky and head straight towards Rex. Oh, round two, eh? Rex says. He points the giant robot directly at you, powers up a huge laser beam that shoots out of the chest of the robot, and fires. With a single thought, you create a shield around you and the others, and the laser shoots out to either side of it, leaving you and the other wizards completely unharmed. You then harness the power you felt from the laser. The heat, the strength, every single part of it. And you begin to shoot it back at the robot. A huge laser beam forms around you and the other wizards and shoots directly at Rex. It hits the robot, but its shields seem to put up a good fight. The robot is able to withstand it, unfortunately. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to up the power, Rex says. He turns a knob inside the robot, and you feel the power of the disbelief detector, or deflector, I should say, increase by a lot. And as it does, you feel your power decrease. You and the other wizards begin to slowly drop down from the sky, and the light that surrounds you begins to dim. Oh no, he's turned up the deflector. What are we going to do now? Wait a second, the unicorns. You realize that all of the unicorns aren't lending you their belief either. If all of us put our powers together, there's no way he can stop us. Unicorns, come to me. All of the unicorns begin to fly towards you. You think your plan as loudly as you can, and the unicorns seem to pick it up. One by one, they begin to close their eyes and concentrate. And one by one, you feel their connection link to you, giving you more and more power. Until every single unicorn and every single wizard is linked together in their belief of magic. Their belief that Rex can't possibly stop you. The ball of light grows larger and larger and larger, and you feel the power that you've never felt before. In fact, you can even feel the robot in a strange sense. You can feel the atoms that hold it together. And you can tell that if you didn't want them to hold it together, that they'd just kind of stop. You put that out there and suddenly, all of the little molecules, all of the atoms that are holding the robot together just kind of release and fall to the ground, almost like dust, leaving Rex standing or, well, falling from the air no longer surrounded by any kind of robot, Rex is left completely helpless. He falls from the sky, but he lands gracefully on the ground. Mm, I'll get you back for this, Rex says. He presses a button on his watch, and something surrounds him suddenly. It works almost like your watch does, except it covers him in a small little pod-like thing, like a miniature spaceship. And before you can even disbelieve that thing's existence, it shoots up into the air and blasts through the atmosphere. 
He always finds a way to get out of this, you'd think. You, the other wizards, and the unicorns slowly lower yourself down to the ground. You all release your connection, but it leaves you feeling a sense of relaxation and joy, like everything kind of works out for you. It's a good feeling to have. You say goodbye to the unicorns and you thank the other wizards from another world. Together, you link once again to create a portal for them to go home. And then, well, it's time for you to go home as well. You focus your magic once again and float up into the air. You fly swiftly back to the portal that led you to the unicorn planet. Once again, you turn it on and jump inside. After a short trip through another very colorful wormhole, you arrive back in front of your house. You turn the portal off, shut the shed, and walk back inside. You place your staff against the wall, and you say hello to Spaceship once again. Hello! My maintenance cycle has been completed. I hope it wasn't inconvenient. Oh, no, no. I just, uh, well, I hung out with some friends, you tell Spaceship as you climb into bed. You pull the covers over top of yourself, still feeling that sense of joy, that feeling that everything just kind of works out for you. You close your eyes, and you just begin to breathe. And with each breath, you allow yourself to sink down deeper and deeper into the mattress, letting go of any tension in your arms, or your legs, your hands, or your feet. And last, you let your face soften into a nice half-smile. There's no need to think, no need to do anything. You just allow your mind to wander and begin dreaming of new adventures and new things to come. Good night, everyone. <laughs>